Hi, I'm Joel Rollins, and you're listening to Rave Radio. You've tuned in to the second part of a three-part conversation between Mark Coxon, Gary Kay, and myself on the state of education in our industry. If you haven't listened to the first part or read Mark's excellent article, I'd direct you to www.ravepubs.com and take a look before you catch up with this one. Anyway, here we are, joining in midstream, a conversation between Mark Coxon, Gary Kay, and myself. And here's the way I look at it. When I hire somebody who knows nothing about the industry, if I put them through the CTS course, they're going to learn about the industry. Will they learn everything they need to learn? No way, because you can't replace the learning curve of on-the-job experiences. Like you, you can go online and watch one of Chief Manufacturing's videos how to install a mount, and you're not going to show up on site and be able to install it exactly the way that guy did it. But after you've done it once, you're going to be able to do it twice as fast. And after you do it a second time, you're going to be able to do it 10 times faster. So, so the online CTF, these are all like baseline. Hey, at least we all have this knowledge. Is it the perfect knowledge? No, I don't think Infocom would even, I mean, I haven't talked to anybody specifically about this. I don't think Infocom would make the claim that, hey, this is the perfect program because it's an elastic program. Like you, like right now, they're probably hurriedly adding 4K and they're hurriedly adding you know, new technologies that didn't exist two years ago. Um, and it's a moving target. I, so when I, when I read Mark's thing, I was like, well. Because of ANSI, they can no longer move that fast, by the way. And that's, and that's another that's, thing yeah. that we're going to talk about. And that's a trade-off, right? Like here's, the trade-off. If I can interrupt well, both you guys and say, here's where the CTS program turned around, just for a moment, mm-hmm. which is Joseph Stalin was asked once about the quality <laughs> of his army. And he said, quantity has a quality all its own. And, and that is, that's what happened to the CTS about... Fifteen years ago, Gary, when you and I walked around with a CTS on our business cards going to Infocom, right? Those people, the few hundred that held the CTS, were highly experienced people in the industry, and they were easy to identify. About that long ago, Infocom's professional staff came along and said, we need to have more CTS. So I think we're, we're up against a couple of things. We are now, Mark, and I think, Mark, you'd agree with me here, we're advertising the quantity of CTSs in the world more than anything else. Well, yeah, I think, I mean, my biggest, my biggest problem with the program is that, is that um, uh, as you said, there's, there's really no real-world demonstration or real-world tracking for accountability of somebody who is, you know, touting the initials to do a job, right? So... You know, and I brought up I brought up AVAQ, and I don't have any association with them other than I know that they're out there. Um, but, um, or I'm sorry, AQAV. I always get acronyms confused. But you know, in in their programs, there's a way to report you know uh, technicians that may not be doing a good job on site. Um, they have a qual- they have a metric for that, and we have nothing like that in a uh, CTS program. And this is something that I was. I guess, very vocal about with CAVSP um, before it turned into APEX, right, with Infocom as well. And now that we have a, a client reporting system as part of APEX, I think that's a much better program because we all know that clients are going to tell us how good of a job we do better than we're going to tell you how good of a job we do ourselves, right? So um, I, I think that's a major thing. It, it's definitely a major thing to say, you know, are we an association that promotes good work and that these initials increase your chances of getting quality work done on site or is this just a designation for some type of basic education 
well, we, we actually can't do that anymore because we offer the CTS to people who don't do that work at all. And, yeah. and as a result, there's no way of developing a fair certification method for work. And, and my biggest problem right now with the CTS, and, and I, I'm, I'm going to go on into my next show with this because this is going to take some time, which is ANSI killed our ability to teach valuable things in our industry because we can now only teach that which is certifiable by ANSI. Not, I mean, we used to, you know, Gary and I used to teach how to set up an interfacing and, interfacing and distribution system. And we gave goals, and there could be 10 right answers to mm -hmm. that problem, right? I mean, and everybody would have a different approach to it. You cannot do that anymore because well, ANSI must certify the right answer. When I was talking to Brad at Infocom, that was one of the things that stood out to me. It wasn't one of the things that I even um, had in my mind when I started, um, you know, kind of this whole experiment. And that was the ANSI component. And talking about bringing the hands-on um, part of the CTS back into the program, um, Brad said that was most likely never going to happen because of, of two things. Number one, um, you can't have subjective standards for testing. So if you terminate a cable, you can't judge that termination as poor, good, fair, excellent. It's either pass-fail. Did all the wires go in all the pins? And, and okay, then that's pass. Um, and the second thing was is the access to the curriculum because ANSI has some rules on if you're going to run a program like that, that you have to have access to it at so many locations for so many people and it has to be accessible. And you can't have, it's not cost effective to have hands-on testing centers all over the place where you would need access in order to run an ANSI program. And so, right. you know, those were two things that it sounded like they were letting ANSI dictate the curriculum um, or the quality of the curriculum based on wanting to be ANSI. And that's why, you know, I raise the question, how valuable is this ANSI endorsement of a CTS certification? Um, especially in light that, that uh, another thing that came up was Brad had said that ANSI really doesn't carry any international weight being a, an American standard. Um, and I thought you know, they were harmonized with ISO now. They are. So uh, that was the, that's kind of the, the uh, I guess the way that we get credibility internationally with the program is through ISO because ISO is recognized. But anyways, it was one of those things where like, is ANSI really helping the program? And, you know, the other thing was, is that when the program did change to ANSI, we had a drop in CTS holders. Right. Um, I, I so, gave mine up at that point. I didn't like the test. I didn't like what it was doing. I'd held it for 25 years and finally just said, Look, in, in 25 years, the only thing this has ever done for me is give me a differentiation at Infocom on my business card. Yeah, and that's, and that's really, I mean, that was really the point is like, you know, are, are we doing this to spend $400 and to keep some initials? Or are we doing this because it's valuable to our end users, it's valuable to our company, and it's valuable to us individually? But Gary, I mean, Mark, you and I have succeeded now in doing something which is virtually impossible to do, which is we interrupted Gary Kay. <laughs> Gary, bring us home on this one, huh? Because we're getting we're way out there. Well, okay, so I have um, I have a totally different perspective than you guys do, uh, and I look at it from a different perspective because I sit in a different place in the industry than both of you do, and so I, I'm not sure that my answer is right or wrong. It's just different, and that is that um, number one, if you take a look at what uh, Infocom promotes with the CTS, they don't they don't give you guarantees. They don't say 
a person who has CTS is going to be able to do these 50 things, or it's going to be able to perform this thing for you. They're counting on mentoring and experience um, being a continuation of the education. And they say, look, here's a place to start. We're giving you the place to start. I look at it as this a baseline of information. They're not giving you everything you need to know in the industry. They're giving you something that at least everyone has a baseline for. And, and, and got to remember, that baseline changes. Like if I got my CTS 10 years ago and didn't have it today, I would know nothing about HDMI. I would know nothing about connectivity issues in digital. I would know nothing about HDBase-T. So it is truly a moving target. And the differentiation here, and I think the part that has to be kept in mind, I have a different perspective that I would like to, to finish my thought on that, is that if you're getting a degree to be an attorney, you want to be a doctor, you want to be sort of in a, any professional position, there are um, beginning, middle, and end to all of that, meaning there's a very structured system that it has a beginning, a middle, and an end. However, that said, even those professional degrees, even if you, you know, a doctor where everyone respects a doctor, everyone respects somebody who goes to me medical school. I mean, everyone does. My father was a doctor, so I know a little bit about that. At the same time, medical school is pass-fail. You don't get an A, B, C, or D in medical school. So the guy who's doing brain surgery on you could have gotten his medical degree and finished medical school 25 years ago and, oh, by the way, got a 72 through medical school where the guy across the hall finished two years ago and got a 99 in medical school. And, oh, by the way, the guy who got a 99 went to Harvard, and the guy that got a 72 went to the Cayman Islands to get his degree, yet they're still practicing in the same hospital. So even in a, let me finish my thought here, even in a system like that, you have that differentiation that exists in the same building. So if that exists in that professional level for doctors, and, and a lot of people may not realize what I'm saying. Like, you know, you finish medical school, you, you've learned a whole bunch of different stuff than if you finished medical school 10 years ago or 20 years ago. And even though they have a heck of a certification, meaning one of the toughest degrees to get, you're also not getting the same quality from the guy or girl who finished with a 72 in medical school and barely passed versus somebody who finished with a 99 and went to Harvard. So that, that has to be kept in mind that even those types of systems that are very refined, have been around for years and years, also have flaws in the systems um, that exist, that at least CTS is a baseline, a starting point. And my, and my thought that I wanted to finish there was this, is that this is just the beginning. We're all going to be dead when CTS really, really, really means something in a big, big way. I mean, quite, quite honestly, meaning at our age, what's going to happen is, is, is that the CTS program now is, is different than it was 10 years ago, and it's very different than it was 15 years ago. And we could argue that it was better 15 years ago, but at the same time, Joel, if you'd have stopped at what was 15 years ago, you would know nothing about digital signal distribution. And at least now it covers digital signal distribution. You would know nothing about networked audio. At least now it covers networked audio. We, things are being added to it all the time. But, so we'll but they never will be caught up. But, the, but no, you're right. We, but neither will medicine, right? I mean, there's developments every day in the world of medicine, and a doctor has to go back and relearn how to do a surgery or relearn how to use a different medicine. Or re it's it's never-ending process. And I, I, and I use that analogy intentionally because I believe that, no, we will – I agree with you. We will never be caught up. But, my God, we have to start somewhere. And, and my concern with Mark's article – 
was exactly what he said. If the retention rate is that low, we got to do something to fix that. And, and, and that doesn't mean just fixing the curriculum if that, if that needs to be fixed, which is your point, Joel. That means figuring out how if there's 10,000 certified CTS people and there's 200,000 people in our industry – that's an enormous, that's 5%. Like, why is we, why do we have a pathetic 5% of people with CTS? Why can't we have 50% of our industry with CTS? Um, and it's, I don't think it's because of the quality of the edge. I don't think people are sitting around, well, I don't want to get that because it's not high enough quality. I think it's a, a plethora of other factors. I think it's cost. I think it is time. I think it is access. I think it's things like that, or even knowledge. I think a whole lot of people, I go to do, um, I did the keynotes for uh, Almo's Pro AV, uh, E4 AV tour, and one of the first questions that I always ask is, how many of your Infocom members? It's never been more than 50% of the people that are in attendance, and right. a lot of times it's only 30%. There's a whole lot of people in our industry that are practicing on a regular basis that aren't even members of Infocom. What are they thinking? I'd, I'd Mark, like to jump Mark, Yeah, jump in. I'd like to jump in for one second. And so, us, please. So let me say, uh, my, my piece wasn't meant to be an indictment of a base level of education that CTS would confer, nor is it to say that it's a burn it all to the ground and start over um, article. Uh, of course it's not. There's, there's a great base there. There's an association people are familiar with. There's a credential that people are familiar with and one that 10,000 people have thought enough to spend 300 bucks on, right? Here, here are two things. So to quickly go back to Gary's analogy about medicine or any educational system, whether it's old, new, or organized or unorganized, the one major differentiator between what Gary's talking about in medicine and what we have is that having a degree in medicine does not give you the right to practice medicine. You have to have a license to practice medicine. And if you do not practice medicine properly, you will not have a license to practice medicine. No one can ever take the initials away from you on the degree, but they can take away your right to practice medicine. And we have in our industry no way for people who say they know a certain thing to be held accountable for doing a certain thing, even if they consistently do not perform. And that was my one piece with CTS. There needs to be some measure of accountability. Does that mean I think we need to have a, a special license to practice AV? No. Um, Brad Grimes asked me that specifically. Certain states do have license requirements. Other ones don't. There are a ton of ways around them. Um, in California, you have to have a license to pull low-volt cable. But if you don't pull low-volt cable and you hire somebody else to pull the low-volt cable, you can go in and hook up the AV system as long as you're not pulling anything through the wall during construction. So there are tons of ways around these things. I just think that there needs to be some way for us to hold members accountable or to track the I guess the performance of members, not in a proactive measure where we have Infocom police running around <laughs> and checking AV installs, but just some way for people to report that people aren't performing up to a standard that CTS would confer. Thanks for being with us for part two of this discussion on education in the audiovisual industry. Please join in on the blog. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And also, Please tune in for part three of our discussion. <laughs>